0: Greetings amigops, and Top Teners everywhere. This is Mike from Top Ten with Kyle and Mike. I am joined this week, as I am every week, by our delightful, our head bobbin, our maroonish, purplish sweatshirt wearing, gigantic flask drinking co-host Kyle. Now, Kyle and I have not recorded a podcast in a while, so we're probably going to screw a bunch of stuff up. But it's lovely to be back. As we do every week, Kyle and I are going to be discussing a topic I actually know what this topic is. It's Kyle's topic, but I know what it is. I'll be contributing a little bit. So, we're going to talk about that topic. We're going to rank it into a top 10 list. We're going to debate it vigorously, re rank it. We might not do any of that. We'll find out. And then by the end of this episode, we will have a definitive top 10 list of that thing. So, Kyle, what are we talking about this week?
1: Thanks, Michael, for that fantastic introduction. It's good to be back here with you today. It is good to be back. To the listeners, if you hear an extra pep in Michael's uh, step today, it's because he's wearing a big old ring on his wedding finger. Very big. Very fat. Fantas- yeah, uh, specific, the, his finger, not the ring. F- fingers. Yes, yeah. Big knuckles. <laughs> Anyways, congratulations to our
0: co-host, Michael. Thank you. I'm very delighted. I do have a little extra pep in my step. We were just hanging out with my wife. Oh. She, you know what, you know what happened? I was just here douching with my bros and my wife went out and she got me an ice cream sandwich am i right and then i said you know what go get me a beer and i
1: i noticed you don't have a beer
0: not yet (laughs) not yet because she knows beer and ice cream gets me the toots yeah that's what a
1: a good wife always knows yeah yeah yeah. Mm -hmm. and then i say go make me a sandwich yeah I, i noticed that you also don't well whatever it doesn't matter yeah that's fine yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyways <laughs> it's time to podcast so what happened with this list was i was uh I was making lunch mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you're thinking okay so probably like midday wrong I was making lunch <laughs> at like 10 pm what how does this work you ask i was I know where this is going and I still like <laughs> this setup. <laughs> I was preparing my meal ahead of time. I was meal prepping. So I know what you're thinking. Like, oh, bummer. You're going to have to heat that up tomorrow. Again, wrong. Here's what I did. Wrong again. I put a bunch of ingredients in a device called a slow cooker. And I cooked it overnight. And then I ate it the next day. And it was hot. Like, like I had just cooked it. But it required no effort on my part the day of. That's the magic of the slow cooker. And I thought to myself... I have a lot of recipes. I love using the slow cooker. The weather is getting chilly, which means it's slow cooker season. Let's do a top 10 slow cooker recipes episode. And then I thought, well, I only have like seven of these that I really do with any consistency. So I'll ask Mike if he has a few more he can add. So that's why we're doing a a collab, as the kids say, on this one. I love it. I want to talk about the terminology for a second
0: here. So... Am I right in thinking that crock pot is like a branded term that has kind of become generic? Is that right? Or am I making I don't that know. Up? I use the terms interchangeably. Hmm. I like, my dad calls it colloquially the pokey pot, which I like. Pokey pot? What's the origin? Yeah, it's like, like pokey, like slow. Like, yeah, you're a slow poke. Like, it's a pokey oh. pot. It's a slow poke, but it's alliterative. Oh. So it kind of sounds pleasing. So not pleasing. like
1: poke, because that's usually not cooked, right? no 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 pokey just it's a A pokey pokey pot pot. i
0: like pokey pot it sounds very Do you ever condense it to just the pokey
1: Mm, no (laughs) but we should it's maybe a little too close to or the po or the po pot po pot yeah i like that i might with jerry's permission i might start calling it a pokey pot or just a pokey
0: yeah it's it's just very pleasant um but I'm I'm so in on this. I fi- I'm I'm excited to talk about some of the theory behind this, uh, and not necessarily the science, but like what you think are the right ingredients to put in, the timings, things like that. Because as I was going through and making my list, I noticed some themes emerging, mm. and I was remembering some lessons learned from my time as a as a Poké Potter.
1: So I'm I'm excited. Right, me too. I'm and also this is like super selfish because like. I am hoping that people listen to this and then immediately text us like the cool things that they make in a slow cooker. And then my list goes from like seven things I make consistently to like 12 things I make consistently.
0: Totally agreed. And I think I should go first so that you get number oh, one. All right. So we'll, we'll trade off that way. I think you as the originator of this deserve number okay, one. Okay, sure. So is your idea. Just so we're on the same page here. Are you thinking to give a specific recipe that you use when you share the item? That's
1: what I plan on doing. I jotted down some notes here, what I usually throw in the old poke pot. Okay. But we don't All have right. to, whatever. So this is,
0: no, I'm into this, but this is interesting because I actually haven't put any order on my list, so I'm going to shoot from the hip a little bit. Pow, pow, pow. All right, let's do this thing. All right, so my number 10, then, if you're ready, sure. is um, Chicken Cacciatore. So, uh... Some um, the recipe that I've got here is calling it chicken alla cacciatora, so it's Italian c a c c i a t o r a or e. Uh, it's hunters Hunter's stew is how that translates. So this, uh, and I'm using the Jamie Oliver recipe. So if you're looking for Jamie Oliver, my favorite um, celebrity chef, it's Jamie Oliver and it's Hunter's Chicken Stew is how you would find that. All right. So this one's interesting because it is not actually a slow cooker recipe. And I do want to talk a little bit about this, that there are some things that are not slow cooker recipes that you can do with a slow cooker and some that are slow cooker recipes that I actually think work best not in a slow cooker. Mm -hmm. So this Hunter's Chicken Stew, or the Chicken cacciatore, is a recipe that I really like in the Pokepot. My dad tends to make this recipe, which is basically uh, some form of chicken with um, red sauce. And then typically it's going to be uh, peppers and onions. Um, in the recipe that I like, it calls for um, some wine with that base mm-hmm. Uh, has some anchovies and olives, but it, it's, it really depends. It's basically what it is is a um, chicken that's cooked very slow that falls off the bone, or if you do boneless, just kind of falls apart into a red sauce, and there's a lot you can do with that. This is a recipe that I really like in the slow cooker. My recommendation is if you follow the recipe that you that I'm suggesting here, I would go boneless. That is to me the biggest difference between the pokey pot version of this sorta of recipe and the non-pokey pot. If you want to do non-pokey pot, I say go bone in. But I think if you go pokey pot, I prefer to go boneless cuz I don't like the risk of
1: the meat truly falling
0: all the way off the bone and then having floating bones.
1: Great tip. Yeah, that's interesting cuz I cook chicken cacciatore- fairly frequently but i've never done it in a slow cooker but now that you've put the idea in my head i really like it because it's actually like pretty work intensive like it's all prepared in one big pan and so it's like a lot going on yep. and then i usually serve it over pasta which w- to do it in a, a pokey pot would be even easier to do that so that's a great idea yeah it
0: also works well over uh rice or risotto you can, do, you can do a lot of different starches, but um, chicken cacciatore is pretty versatile in that way. So the, my big advice is use this as a platform to take some recipes that are not specifically PokePot recipes and experiment with them, but be smart about what you put in the PokePot when. Yeah. Um, so like a good example is an olive So this recipe calls for olives. But depending on the sort of olive, Mm. it's going to be more or less hearty. um, Because as we know, when you throw something in a pokey pot, it tends to really shred. So depending on this sort of olive, you could get shriveled. um, You could get nice and plump and juicy because it's a really kind of hearty olive. Or you could just get a total kind of mush. So think about things like that when you're deciding whether
1: your non-Pokey Pot recipe works as a Pokey Pot. Yeah, you gotta be careful, because that shit stews for some time.
0: Yes, show the do. Layers. So, that's um that's my first mm. one. Delish. Yeah. All right. Uh, and well, By the way, I want to just close up. The, the reason I put it at 10, though this sort of dish ranks really highly in terms of taste, I think it loses some points on this fake rating system. Because it also works so well yeah. and so differently out of the Pokepop. But I do think that the differently also sort of argues for it, that you can get a different chicken cacciatore experience
1: specifically by using this method of cooking. So I like your reasoning. And yeah. I, I learned something new. I always thought that chicken cacciatore was named after uh, Mr. Cacciatore's down on Sullivan Street across from the medical center. <laughs> 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 Unfortunately, I think there's a chicken and egg situation here And I don't know who's the chicken and who's I'm the egg I'm moving out <clears throat> That's a Billy Joel reference for you kids at home Great song Anyways, number nine so This is this is one <laughs> <laughs> I'm singing it in my head now <laughs> He works at Mr. Cachetori's down on Sullivan Street Oh wait, is that across from the medical center? Or is that at night he becomes a bartender? I don't remember <sighs> I think it's Medical Center, but I'm not sure. At least he can polish the fender. Yeah, that's true. Billy Joel has like s- such like subtly depressing music if you really listen to it. Like
0: it's. Off. I was reading an article <laughs> the other day about the continued misuse of Born in the USA, <laughs> and Billy Joel is like the poster child for people playing songs yeah. they
1: think are happy but are actually super. Yeah, it's depressing. about a piano guy. Like no, that song's super. That's a. It's a really a bummer. Yeah, that's a real bummer. Um, You know, it's not a bummer. Butter chicken. I don't know how often you um, dabble in Indian cuisine. I would say I dabble only as much as I could say I dabble in it. Like, I really don't do it consistently. This is a new recipe for me. And this is tricky. I didn't think about this beforehand. It's a New York Times recipe, which requires a subscription, I believe. So I'll just have to find some other way to...
0: Once you clear your cookies, there's like some stuff. We don't want to suggest anybody go around paywalls, but you can get a little creative. You get
1: free articles in the month. Butter. It depends. Butter chicken. So uh, what I really like about this recipe is that it actually doesn't call for any butter. So in <laughs> if you were to do this on the stove, I think it'd be hard to do it. But because it's in a slow cooker, substituting coconut milk for like a gallon of butter actually works really well. And the final dish actually doesn't taste like Uh, coconut, which is fantastic for those of you who have wives who don't like the flavor of coconut like myself. So it's really just, it's chicken. I go boneless. Um, coconut milk, chicken stock is the base. And then, uh, there's tomato paste, lime juice, and then just like a fuck ton of garlic, ginger, and this really tasty spice called garam masala, which took me a minute to find, but, uh, very, very much worth it. You have to season it pretty heavy to make it taste like anything but i really like this dish and i serve it over rice with a side of uh, naan it's very very tasty that sounds wonderful yeah.
0: so have i told you caroline i did an indian cooking class did not this is a great time to share that anecdote and yeah it was really fun so my aunt and uncle got to know this woman named Shilpi, who does um cooking classes in her home and we did this cooking class and it was just amazing and what i really liked about it was this woman uh who's just a wonderful chef was teaching kind of the basics of uh indian cooking and one of her best pieces of advice was just to be liberal with certain of the spices and be really careful with certain other ones Mm. um i i'm trying to remember now um what's the one that what's those? um it's not a spice it's an herb that some people think tastes like soap but other people oh, like... Not
1: cilantro. Oh, Caroline's
0: just shouting cilantro. Yes, okay. it is cilantro. So cilantro is a good example of a spice where you need to
1: be kind of careful yes.
0: with it. But on the other hand, like curry powder or ginger, go like go to town. Go
1: ape shit with the ginger and the ground masala in this exactly. one. Exactly.
0: Yeah. And, and so I think that these Indian recipes, I cook a couple. Uh, like on rotation, Caroline's got a couple that she makes. The slow cooker is a spot we should be thinking about more. I don't know why we don't, because especially if you're doing a chicken base, and that is a theme I will want to discuss over time, is chicken and how chicken is such a great crockpot meat. Um, But Indian recipes, because you can just, I think, slam the spices without too much worry, the crockpot is a great vehicle for them.
1: Yeah, it kind of like... I think the crock pot is kind of an equalizer. Like it kind of just like yep. it, it blurs the edges of like how much you throw in there and it kind of like makes yep. it all one. And so like you can go hard with It's very forgiving. Uh Yeah. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. Which I think is important for, for like people who
0: don't typically cook Indian cuisine who are trying it. The, the slow cooker might be a really good place to try it so that you feel less worried about it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And it's cool. Cause you can throw whatever the fuck in it and like, it won't like alter your experience all that much, even if you put like a lot of it in there. <laughs> Which like it works both ways. It means you like really have to go hard with the flavors you do want, but
0: so where did you stumble upon
1: this one? Were you reading the New York Times? You're looking for this recipe? How did you come up come upon it? New York this? Times has like a specific like food subscription that's even separate from its like, like actual news subscription. It's like a It's a couple of dollars a month and I started using it at the beginning of quarantine because I felt like we were cooking a lot more than we normally do and we were going mm-hmm. through our rotation more quickly. So I to expand my playbook a little bit, I did that for a few months and found a lot of good recipes. In fact, uh, two more that we're going to talk about here today are from there. So Beautiful.
0: Can I ask next time uh, we have a movie weekend, I would like this a lot because it sounds delicious. It means you won't have to go cook. And it will
1: probably make me fart, which I will think is funny. What's cool about this kind of thing? Yeah, agreed. What's cool about this kind of thing? Like, cause probably next movie weekend won't be at my place. But what's also great about slow cooking is that like to cook them, it's like. It's pretty minimally invasive if you're a guest in someone's kitchen. So, like, when so yes. like when I go home or I go to Allegius's home and I want to cook something for everybody, I always pick a slow cooker meal because I don't want to, like, make an entire mess of their kitchen. And so, like, even though we won't be at my place next movie weekend, I'd be happy to prepare this dish in your or Mike's kitchen because I'm not going to make a mess. And it's so fast. This is an awesome point. Like, an amazing point I never thought of. And it also... Uh,
0: comes to a related point which is the difficulty of cooking on an away field exactly so like when you go cook at somebody else's house and their oven heats differently or their stovetop heats differently they've they've got got electric burners you're like what the fuck is this yeah like whatever it is
1: it can really throw you off but this is a great equalizer like there's obviously some variability with slow cookers but like not that much like you're gonna heat something up overnight like it's gonna be the same for the most part the next day So regardless of where movie weekend is, I'd happily make butter chicken for us to indulge.
0: Wow. Wonderful. I love that. All right. Um, so I'm going to call in a celebrity, uh, shot for the next one. So I actually reach out. Yeah. Sky Fier. (laughs) Uh, so I reached out to good friend of the pod, uh, and celebrant of the couple, uh, of the pod, Jerry, the, the most reverend Jerry. Um, (laughs) For some thoughts on this one. So he raised a really good point. I think I may have made this recipe once or something related to it. But what he was saying was chicken pot pie. Oh now the the caveat being that you don't actually put the crust in or make it as a pot pie in the slogan. Right. <laughs> you make you make but I but I'm counting this because what you do is you make the filling in the chicken pot pie and then you either like crumble a crust on top Mm. or you put biscuits uh, to dip into it whatever it is it's basically like a deconstructed chicken pot pie in the slow cooker and he's made this before and it's magnificent and I actually like I said I, I, I remember I think I made this one time and the recipe that I pulled down that I liked is from a website called spend with pennies it actually had a couple of really good slow cooker recipes. Okay. But yeah, it's really, it's exactly what it sounds like. There's nothing special ingredient-wise. It's just, um, I think this recipe, this one calls for peas, uh, which I really like. And a pot pie, yeah. Yeah, the, I I don't always, the, the pot pie that I typically get pre-made doesn't typically have um, peas in it, but I do like this, this one. So the base on this one is uh, cream of chicken soup and cream of celery soup. Oh. And then some some chicken broth so what it's saying in this this recipe which i actually think i now that i'm remembering i think this was what i did um milk doesn't really do that great in a slow cooker no. so it calls for a sort of pre-mixed cream of as the base okay but uh, this spend with pennies recipe looks exactly like what my dad makes and what i think i've made before and it's delightful
1: that's just it's just the right time for like a chicken pot pie type like really hearty soul food type meal i'm gonna do this
0: i actually had a craving recently which was weird it's not the sort of food you associate with cravings no but i, I was going to see my parents and i said to my my dad's like oh what do you want for dinner i said uh, one thing i only want one thing let's get a pot pie
1: <laughs> And I, he was like okay i showed up and there was a pot pie and i crushed that's the it best when someone tells you exactly what they want to eat they take the decision out of your hands yep it was very nice what else goes into it usually carrots right
0: yeah there's some carrots peas uh onions um uh potatoes yeah. potatoes um it's it's really the key the key is to get the consistency of the base correct and to cut the vegetables up small
1: enough would be my advice so then what did you do did you do what you just said where you crumbled like some something on top of it or how did you so
0: my recollection is when I made this recipe or some version of this recipe, I did that. I actually like baked a, cr- a pie crust and then just crumbled it over top. My dad, when he has made it, has made those Pillsbury um, uh, biscuits in a yes, can. those are so good. And you, and you basically just dunk it into yeah. uh, the, the mix. I would recommend his way. Yeah. The crumbled pie crust was nice,
1: but I think his way was better. Okay, okay yeah really delightful uh you ready for number seven i did not prepare a not no three uh i've got i actually want to just mention one. Oh recipe. great i'll do a not top one all right well yeah you ready I, yeah sure you just have to cue her on um
0: uh i forget what do we do uh
1: kevin hit that stanky beat For some (laughs) reason, the way that your keys just caught the light—it looked like you had lit something on. I thought you had a sparkler in your hand and got like really afraid. I was like, "Where the fuck did Mike get a sparkler?" (laughs) So quickly, too. (laughs) Uh, uh, Oh,
0: that would have been really thought you had a sparkler in your hand. (laughs) Um. So my only not top is on the list of things that um. I like to cook outside of that would have been amazing if I was a sparkler. <laughs> um, outside of crock pot, that is often associated with the crock pot is short ribs. Oh. So I was looking through this list, uh, like the internet. So I was Googling around like best crock pot recipes to try to jog my memory. A lot of them call for short ribs in the crock pot. And I I disagree so wholly huh. with that method. Um, I have found an Do you have short ribs in any of your tops or anything? Good. I have found that short ribs in the slow cooker, I don't know why, because I am not a chemist, I find them kind of chewy. Yeah, that can happen. Whereas I find getting the correct temperature in a, um, like a Dutch oven, uh, like a cast iron pot or a Dutch oven in the oven is the hmm. much better method of making short ribs but very commonly on top lists for um, for this and I will share my recipe that I tell you make but don't make it in this So again I'm going back to my buddy Jamie Oliver it's um you go insanely good oxtail stew Ooh. Uh. Uh, is the Jamie Oliver recipe So this recipe calls for oxtail. Um, which your, your grocery store or your butcher shop may or may not have. I've never actually made oxtail because nobody would ever eat it if I made it with that. Um, but you can the, the recipe that I make is this recipe, insanely good oxtail stew on jamieoliver.com. But I make it with short ribs, bone-in short ribs, rather than with mm. oxtail. And basically what you do is you kind of quickly, um, you basically just braise the short ribs very quickly in a little bit of oil. And then you put them in a Dutch oven or a big kind of cast iron pot with uh, some, I think that you typically call for plum tomatoes. And then you either use red wine or my preference, dark beer, like a chocolate Ooh, or a coffee porter. porter. I go like a chocolate coffee Ooh. type porter, some carrots, celery, and leeks.
1: Good gravy.
0: And you just put it, and you put it in uh, the oven. For a couple hours, it calls for you to put it on, three twenty five for I think it's like five hours, and it falls apart. And then my recommendation is you put that over mashed potatoes, oh. and it's it's like an all time great mm. recipe. I meant I mentioned this a because it's like my favorite recipe to make. It's so painfully easy and so utterly delicious. But don't ruin it by putting it in a slow cooker it doesn't work in there it just doesn't okay and I and I would I would more broadly say short ribs uh, and other somewhat like somewhat delicate beef products I say stay away
1: yeah I'm, I'm realizing like I don't have I don't have beef recipes on here at all which is interesting. I do, I, I do have one beef recipe that I will mention, but the type of
0: meat that you use matters oh, a yeah. lot. And going too delicate, like a, a short rib is a very delicate kind of, um, I, I think it's, it's, it's not like the, I forget what they call it, but it's not that, um, like skin fat, it's that really rich marbled fat, mm. and very tender meat on a bone. And doing that, uh, Doing it in the slow cooker just isn't it's not right. You need you need a hardier meat if you're gonna put it in the slow cooker. Like a, a tougher cut of meat actually ends up better in the slow cooker.
1: Yep. I can think of one specifically that we'll likely discuss.
0: Yeah. Alright, so that's that's our not
1: top. Don't push short ribs in the slow cooker. Put
0: them in the oven where you yep. belong.
1: Yep, do that. I I one time tried to make like a, a, a it was called it's like a chili mac and a chili mat kind of thing. And I was just an idiot and, like, wasn't, not thinking at all. And I put, like, the pasta itself in the slow cooker, which, guess...
0: I, I did that. I, it's funny you say that, because I actually was thinking about my worst slow cooker experiences. Yeah. I did that same thing, and I remember the pasta oh, it's disgusting.
1: stuck on and the like, sides. obviously the recipe didn't tell me to do that. I was just an idiot and was like, well, and, uh... So if don't be say an idiot so. like me and do that for no reason. Oh, yeah. and me and me completely that's my me. not top yep that's i will
0: i i will yeah i think in the not tops like just think before you act because a lot of slow cooker recipes assume you understand some of the finer points of yeah. these things and a lot of those recipes are not very good recipes because right. they assume <laughs> you're kind of adults. right so i just kind of keep an eye out for that and and be wary of um food combinations that don't seem like they would cook at all at the same speed yep yep like if you're putting stuff in you're like there's just no way that's cooking at the same speed usually you might i cook right.
1: pasta in seven minutes
0: <laughs> yeah yes oh wow exactly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, all
1: right number, number seven. seven this is one i've cooked a lot recently it's one of my new favorites in fact i will be eating this tonight as I have been for the last, like, three nights. This one cooks a lot. So, I mean, I'm sorry, Dylan, in advance. Because <clears throat> this is, like, this is it's low on the list because it's kind of cheating and you're not going to get, like, the full experience. Number seven is slow cooker meatballs. So. I-, I saw that on the list. I was so curious. I've never heard of it. Nor or had thing. I. I tried it out and it worked out so well. So, the way that most people cook meatballs and the way that, like, it really should be done. Is the way Dylan does it, where he just, like, spends, like, three hours, and he just, like, makes all these fucking meatballs, and then he, like, he cooks them on the stove, and you can smell it, and it's so good, and, like, that's the best way to enjoy meatballs, but if you're like me, and you don't want to do that, um, you could do it this way, so it's a little work-intensive up front, and I, I mean it, it's a little work-intensive, it's actually not that bad, it took me, like, 20 minutes the other day to prep this, so... It's all the things you'd expect to go in meatballs. It's like a cup of breadcrumbs, a bunch of parsley. It's like a cup of Parmesan cheese, onion powder or grated onion, two eggs, um, like a couple of teaspoons of milk, a fuck ton of garlic, some vinegar, red pepper flakes, and then a pound each of, they recommend ground beef. I actually did it with ground turkey and turkey sausage, a pound of each. Uh, and you just mix all that in a bowl. And you make meatballs out of it. You, it's, it's as simple as that. Like, you throw everything in there but the meat, and you whisk it all up, and it and it makes this weird, like, this weird kind of consistency that's, like, mostly breadcrumb, like, held together by egg. And then you throw the meat in there, and you make it all one large glom of meat-breadcrumb uh, mixture. And then you roll them up into balls, and then you throw them in the crock pot, and then you cover them in... Like uh, twenty eight ounces of um, crushed tomatoes, and then top that with basil, and then cook that for like I think I cooked it for like four hours, and that's it. That was okay. So that answers my question. That was what I
0: I think that was the missing piece for me was that you do put tomatoes yeah, yeah, yeah. in there because well I I wasn't getting I'm like what are you cooking it in because to me the interesting thing about the meatball is you can, can you can consider a meatball complete once it comes out of the oven Mm. but it hasn't really made its full food journey until it's swam swam whatever in the tomato sauce for a couple hours on the stovetop that's when it's yeah that's what's
1: cool is like when you put them in there before you put the sauce in they're just like these gross balls just all on top of each other then you pour the tomato sauce in and it still looks like well this is just tomato sauce on top of it but like over the course of those four hours that it like turns into like a, you know, like the meatballs are resting in the sauce and cooking in it. And so, so you don't cook it at all beforehand. You
0: just put them in totally raw. Yep. Interesting. And so it doesn't leach out too much oil. I would be concerned that it would get greasy. Don't do it with,
1: that's, that's why I didn't do it in beef. Like, cause the turkey, like, I don't think just, it's just not that greasy. So like, and then it, and it kind of, it kind of blends into the sauce. I'm sure it's still in, like, it's obviously still in there. It's in the sauce. Yeah. And then like you serve, you'd pull a meatball or two out and you throw it on top of whatever pasta you've prepared. And then there's like, now you have like a whole crock pot full of sauce. So you use that as the sauce. So, Oh, this is so interesting because this is a case where
0: I think, so my dad uses veal pork beef or VPOB as he calls it. Like that. the, I think they call it the butcher mix or whatever, but that's typically what Italian chefs will use for, um, Meatballs, and that I think would be bad. And yeah. this this way of cooking, I think would it would well because be there's there'd be no
1: way to like get the grease out. But like with with like a lean meat like turkey, like it's it actually turns out really well. And um, oh, and then it just tastes like meatballs. Like it's still you know, but like, like like I said, it's two pounds of meat, and then like all the other shit you put in there plus the pasta. So like I did this on Sunday night, and we've eaten it for dinner every night this week. It makes a, it makes like an absurd amount of food, um, and it really like, it, you know, it's just like, it's like a lazy dinner of pasta. But when you like have a meatball on, like and a half on top of your pasta, it feels a lot heartier. So it, it stretches it out. It's great. Highly recommend this this recipe. Wow, this is wonderful.
0: And I'm I think I'm willing to say that the turkey is a must. I don't. Yeah.
1: I actually don't
0: think you could do this with it with a less lean than like. Something in the 93 to 99% lean range. I
1: completely agree. I think the turkey is why it works. And I get, like, I get particularly lean ground turkey when I do it, like, for that reason, plus the turkey sausage. And then if you really want to go crazy, you can get, like, a spicy turkey sausage. I don't want to flip.
0: So what, so, all right, now I get a couple questions. I get some follow-ups. So for the turkey sausage, do you get the patty, or do you get, like, casing and then you slice it open or whatever, but, like... you I base, get the links yeah. and I
1: just take the casings off, yeah. Okay.
0: And then for your base, what do you use? Do you use kitchen ready tomatoes or do you use what's your what's just your go like to? like a can
1: of crushed tomatoes, whatever like Well,
0: there's so many options cuz you can do like you can do plum tomatoes, which in a so I, a slow cooker really makes this interesting because I would typically use kitchen ready tomatoes when I if I were making a red sauce but if you're doing a slow cooker that can break down a plum tomato yeah so if you actually did like roma tomatoes or something that actually might well, that's what i was gonna this.
1: say is like i use crushed tomatoes because they're already crushed but i feel like you could do like like a, a slow cooker would do the job for you if you wanted to do like diced or like even whole like whatever tomatoes if you wanted to do it so experiment with that part of it
0: i've definitely made i've definitely made something i now i'm forgetting the dish but something in the slow cooker with a plum tomato
1: and the sloker yeah, who
0: did they'll, the deal. So I think
1: you could... That would actually be kind of it. fun. Yeah, so experiment with the tomatoes. I use a 28-ounce can of crushed tomatoes, and that gives you a, a good amount of sauce to work with. And it's plenty to cook the, uh, the meatballs in.
0: Wow. That's the... Del- I'm definitely... I was very skeptical when I said that. Oh, list, it's, but like, I'm-
1: my new favorite. The only reason it's so low is because it, like, doesn't really compare to the... It, it, I mean, it's fine. It's just not the same as, like, having like them cooking on the stove. It's just, that's the other thing about cooking meatballs is like, it's not a patty. So it's really hard to cook them all the way through. It just takes forever. And like, then you run out of room with the pan. It's like, you have to have like all this stovetop space to do it. And then like, you don't even have to serve this over pasta. Like you could just scoop the meatballs out and serve them on a, on a hoagie. Oh man. That reminds
0: me of like 11 a.m. or noon on a Sunday growing up with my dad. So you always so for me, I loved being in the kitchen on a Sunday because we'd have our little TV on and it would be like The Untouchables or the Godfather or some other kind of movie we've seen a million times. And my dad would be in the kitchen with a with a uh, mopine or a towel or whatever you know over his shoulder and he'd be making stuff. And we would usually eat Sunday dinner around like 130 or 2 30. But around, like, 11 or 12, he would come and bring a little bowl out and put one meatball with just a little bit of sauce and ask you to make sure it was okay, it wasn't poisoned. And there's almost nothing better than just, like, a single meatball with some red sauce on it.
1: That's the other thing we didn't even, we're not even discussing. Like, if you prep this stuff and leave it in the fridge overnight and then cook it during the day. Wait, I'm sorry, we've got a visitor what
0: I have to
1: butt in and say that I think
0: all Italian dads do yeah. that. Yeah, I, I, so Caroline no, I think is trying to, Jerry isn't special. Caroline, my say. wife, uh, that's my wife, is trying to be clear that uh, Jerry is not special and really not that great.
1: <laughs> that this is it all Italian great. dads
0: do that. Thank you for the clarification. We'll give credit to Gerald. Her dad, Gerald, is great too.
1: Uh, but yeah, I totally agree. Like, that's the, the beauty of slow cooking on a weekend, if you put it in in the morning, is that... After, like, three hours, you get to enjoy the smell until you eat. And, like, now that we're all working from home all the time, that's been an added benefit of cooking with the slow cooker more often. Word.
0: Um, All right. So, for number six, I want to... I might be stepping on one of yours, but I'm fine with that because you can tell me your recipe. So, number six is pulled chicken. So is you meant your list says buffalo chicken or maybe I'm spoiling I'm gonna That's put spoiling. that on my Sorry.
1: honorables but it's actually perfect because I'm just gonna put it on my honorables anyways yeah okay so we won't we, I won't say a different dish by name that
0: maybe we all expect to come up at some point on this list but let's just say if you want to pull something in a slow cooker don't forget about <laughs> chicken I love pulled chicken. Um, I have a recipe that I have listed here. It really doesn't matter, and I barely even go by this recipe, but this one is Natasha's Kitchen Slow Cooker BBQ Chicken. I, like, almost never have the correct ingredients when I'm going to make my chicken. Uh, I pulled chicken in the slow cooker, so I just use whatever I have. So typically, I will use I, I always use boneless, that's that's for sure. But I typically use boneless um, breasts. But I sometimes will use boneless chicken thighs. I use a base of whatever I have. Uh, either white wine or a hoppy kind of beer. Um, some people would use like a root beer. To, something acidic. I just use like a little bit of that. I typically take the sort of... Um, We've got a couple of graters. One of them is it's like got a zesting mm-hmm. kind of thing. And I take a I take an onion and I like zest onion into that. How do you that. do
1: that without it just turning into mush? Cuz I tried that once with Ian and it didn't work out very well. It does. Mm.
0: It does turn into mush, but it, but it but typically the way I do it, I do it fine enough that it just becomes part of the mm. sauce. So I will I'll usually grate that in or kind of zest it in. And then I'll put in some barbecue sauce and or ketchup, depending on what I got. Really, this is just like so uh, a symbol of the power of the crock pot. It genuinely doesn't matter. You just need something that's kind of acidic and something sweet and figure it out on your own. And then I like to do the onion. Mm. Um, The big innovation recently for me with the pulled chicken has been uh, Caroline's suggestion. She told me mine were too saucy, and she was totally right. I was making my pulled chicken in the crockpot too saucy. Interesting. So my pro tip, or what I like these days, is I'm trying to make sure I, use, I only barely cover the chicken, if at all, with my liquid base when I first throw it in the crockpot. Okay. In fact, I kind of like if I have a little bit of um, exposure above the waterline because then you get a little extra sort of like smoky cooked flavor that when you then break the chicken down, you get a little more of like a, a kind of smoky flavor that is otherwise hard to achieve in a crock pot.
1: By exposing it. Interesting. Yes, exactly. I like that a lot. I was going to mention it in honorables, but this is as good a time as any. I do the same recipe basically Swap out the sauce. I just throw uh, buffalo sauce. And then actually a good thing to do with that is uh, it's like you just use almost an entire bottle of buffalo sauce. Just save save some for topping when you're done. And one of those, you know how you can make like ranch dressing in, out of a packet? Like it's like ranch dust. Oh, just throw yeah, that yeah. in there and mix it all up with the chicken. That's it. Of ranch? Ranch powder and buffalo sauce. Interesting. Yeah. Oh, I like that a a lot. Now, when you say a
0: whole thing, what should I be picturing? Should I be picturing, like, the family size?
1: Bachelor size? I'm using my hands. Sorry, dear listener. I don't know, like, (laughs) uh, trying to think how many ounces that might be. Just like a... Oh, who cares? Just compare it to your head. How tall is the bottle compared to your head? Probably about as tall as my head, but like not that, like not, you know, like the kind you'd put, like stick very comfortably into like your fridge door. Okay. All right. So the regular, like the the bachelor size, I'm going to call that as a single guy size. So yeah, I love the (laughs) idea of pulled chicken. I've just not used like a barbecue base. I usually use Buffalo, but I think we're talking about the same thing here. But, but I think you're right, because in that case, you'd be surprised, like, that amount of buffalo sauce isn't quite enough to, like, entirely cover everything, and it ends up making it um, not not too, like, wet when you're done with it.
0: That's That's the cardinal sin of this dish, and one that I am very guilty of committing, but I'm working to make amends.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Was that the last note on pulled chicken? I mean, that's all I have to
0: say about pulled chicken. I just... I know we might be talking about some other somewhat related dishes, but I don't think pulled chicken should get lost in the shuffle. And I also want to just advocate for pulled chicken or pulled anything as probably the simplest and most versatile and the best opportunity to kind of get crazy. you, You cannot... As long as you have again, like the basic right amount of liquid, you cannot screw this up. There's, you can do anything to it. And it Agreed.
1: So uh, number five is like basically the same exact thing. It's just pulled pork instead of chicken. <clears throat> Whoa, five. That's an upset. All right, well, let's do I, it. I like pulled pork in a crock pot because, you know, like you, well, it's like one of the things you kind of have to do in a crock pot. Like it needs to be super tender for you to be able to pull it. I don't, I don't know. When I think of crock pots, I think of like, wintry kind of like hearty meals and this to me is more of like a, like a barbecue like summer meal I make it a lot in the summer so I don't know for some reason just mentally I like bumped it down the list a little bit but it's so easy I make pulled pork a lot in the summer if like people are coming over it's an easy crowd pleaser and I make it a lot for lunches um because it's easy to bring to and from work so like uh it's just like two to three pounds of pork tenderloin which like at the grocery store, if you want to go like really easy, like you can, it's usually like you don't even have to go to the deli counter. Like they'll just have like sleeves of pork tenderloin, and then interesting, you use pork tenderloin. Yeah, I like it.
0: See, I don't. I've made this with pork tenderloin in the past and didn't like it. I I I didn't like the way it strung was. I didn't. So what do you enjoy. use? I would typically use like a Boston butt, something like a big like a rump roast or something like a pork Mm. shoulder something
1: like that Well, whatever pork you get it's that i use and everyone has their own way to do the sauce i always it's so straightforward this is like the one of the first things i ever cooked for my three or my two roommates when we all lived together when we graduated college so i was like well fuck it i'll just follow the directions on the back of this pulled pork spice packet and it's literally what i've used ever since it's the mccormick spice packet you just follow the instructions on the back so it's and then I I substitute out uh, barbecue sauce for ketchup. It's barbecue sauce, apple cider vinegar, brown sugar, the spices from this packet. And you like when you whip all that together, it makes like a it's not quite liquid. It's like a rub almost. And you just rub the tenderloin with it and then you just cook it in that. And then the key with this one is uh, and this is true of the, actually the chicken, too, is like bef- you, bef- a half hour before you're ready to eat it, pull it and throw it back into the juices for 20 minutes just to make sure that it's like not too dry when you're serving it. God, I love pulled pork. Um, the, my family recipe, uh,
0: is my dad often will use, um, Coca-Cola root beer, something like that to kind of break down the meat a little bit. And I just, I, this is a fun one because it's interesting that you mentioned it as sort of summary, I think part of the reason I imagine this as more of a wintry meal is because of that soda base mm. that my dad typically uses because it gives it, like, a really kind of sweet, rich taste. But you can also crank up the vinegar if you want to make it a little bit more of, like, a refreshing, summery taste. You, you just... You can't lose. There's nothing you can do to
1: to kill this. Yeah, it's you really so can't good. fuck it up. Like, I don't know how you would screw this up other than, like, making it... Like you were saying, like, if you if you went too hard on the vinegar or like whatever base is in, you might it might be a little soppy, but like that's kinda it. That's really yeah. it. And after that, just make sure you get the right bun. Last time I bought buns, I tried them for the first time and they were like not hardy enough to contain the meat. Like if the meat was actually What's what do you use? What I don't even remember. I won't be getting it again. But it was like I got it at the deli counter and the meat like soaked through the bottom of the bun. Like it turned into sponge. Oh it was that's the worst. so good. Yeah, that so I'm not doing into that.
0: I like a potato roll. Is yep. good for this. For yeah,
1: that's good. So, anyways,
0: something's I don't know what's cooking in the kitchen. I think it's probably something I made for dinner. It's Your own dinner? Oh my god, my it's my own dinner. Smells mm. really good. Nice great work, work Mike. Um, yeah, great work, me. And it's like when I ask my nephew Sal or you know his mom or dad, "Do who's the best guy in the world?" And he says me. <laughs> But the thing is, he's confused about who me is versus Uh. you, because you say you to him, you know, and you say me about me.
1: It's a very confusing situation. So it's still unclear whether he knows what, like who he's saying. Yeah, like he could be saying me because that's what his dad says about himself. And he's yeah, right. That's correct. It could be a compliment. I still get confused about that at times. Me still get confused big time. All right. You would. That was better.
0: Good work. Very quick. Okay. Uh, thank you. Um, all right. So, I'm torn on where to go because I've got two bullets left in the old chamber,
1: uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna rip a little beef, beef stew. stew? Hey, <laughs> is that the, um? Is that from the Step Brothers or they or what movie is that where some kid has eaten beef stew and he farts on another kid's face? What is yeah, that? Um, oh, that might be a Benchwarmers. Oh, okay, and the kids. Are, Bean that's stew. Bench Warmers. Bean yes, stew. that's, that's
0: beast. <laughs> so I was thinking about bench warmers the other day for the first time in years, because uh Caroline and I were on our honeymoon. Oh. We were straight up making out. Just kidding. We were watching Napoleon Dynamite. Nice. Um, and I was watching Napoleon Dynamite and thinking about John Heater's groundbreaking role in uh Benchwarmers. So be, i was actually thinking about that movie just the other day. The receipt that I have here is uh, from uh, a website called Damn Delicious, and it's a slow cooker beef stew. So um, beef stew in the slow cooker, this recipe is kind of all the standard stuff. Um, It's a beef broth, a little bit of tomato paste. I happen to like a little bit of red wine in my um, beef stew. You can do that instead of or in addition to the tomato paste, depending on how kind of... um, Acidic, you like sure. you beef stew. But um, it's that, and then it's, you know, the usual stuff. It's diced, beef. Um, onions, <laughs> beef, carrots, potatoes. Uh, so th- the recipe itself is a little bit up to, up to you. They're all kind of the same. I think there's a couple really important decisions to be made here. One is... Um, how big, probably the biggest decision I actually think, how big do you slice up all of your pieces? Yeah. Because in a beef stew where you're not going to typically have a lot of acid that's going to break down the ingredients. So because you're not cooking this in like a tomato sauce you're not going to get the same shredding effect that you'd get from something with a lot of sort of vinegar or, or acid in it. So you ha- you your main control for how soft or hard your ingredients are is how big you cut them. And that's up to you. I That's dealer's choice. But I think you have to go in with open eyes knowing that like a really big, chunky carrot in a beef stew, where it's not like this really kind of Thick acid stew that's gonna pull that carrot apart. That's gonna be a, a basically Aww. like a carrot Damn. stick if you don't if you don't think, which is fine. But you, you don't have to that. dice. So that's yeah, that's one thing. The second thing is the the meat itself. I do like shoe leather. Get some stew meat, the cheapest shit you can find, like the bottom round roast or like a chuck roast, whatever whatever the stewiest, roughest meat you can get is. That's what you want to get. And you want to cut it into cubes way bigger than you
1: think. I'm pretty sure you go to the deli like, give me your best stew me, and the and the deli guy's name is Stew and he's like, sure, come back here. <laughs> <laughs> that that actually happened. Wait, uh, what?
0: What? So I think those are important decisions. And the other thing, this is something that I screw up every single time. And do I enjoy my rice stew?
1: Hell More oh, stew yeah. puns. No,
0: it's... Not more stew puns. Uh, it's the flour. Or whatever your thickening mm. agent is. I forget every oh. time. And then I think I can throw it in at the end. And then all it does is turn into little yeah, dumplings like on the surface of the stew. So make sure if you want this to actually be a stew rather than a soup, which is fine. Again, I actually like both. Like a kind of a beef soup or beef the same stew? ring to it. But if you want... If you want it to be stewy, you gotta put a bunch of flour, or I think some people put you like cornstarch. Whatever whatever it is you do, put it in and put it in early. Great tip. That's a really good tip. This this recipe actually calls for it to uh, go in at the end. I don't agree with that at all. I have found that to not work at all. Yeah, fuck that. Um I don't I don't agree with that take at all. I think you gotta put the flour in early, otherwise it just it's too hot.
1: That's dude. another one I'm probably gonna try here in the coming days. I th- my only honorable mention is uh, it's a great recipe from Quinn. He he showed ch- he used to make it a lot when we lived together. Tortilla soup. It's very very good. It's it's the only reason it's an honorable is just because it's like I, everyone probably already has it in their playbook. It's a staple. Everyone loves tortilla soup. I've actually never made tortilla soup. I do like tortilla soup, but I've never actually made wow. it. Wow, it's great. It's uh, the basis chicken stock, and you just throw in. It's just nice because it's like all the, it's a lot of vegetables, but it's like. Ones you might not necessarily throw in any other soup you make. So it's red pepper. I put corn in at the end. I don't cook the corn with the rest of it. Onion. Mm, I like that. I, that's yeah. a good call. Tomato sauce, diced uh, diced tomatoes. This one is a big difference maker is you have to get the diced green chiles. They come in like the little canisters, little cans. Get one of those. And then chicken. That's pretty much it. Always g- get some good taco, um, shredded taco cheese and some tortilla chips and crush them up. That's uh, how it's best pre- Cheese just goes on right at the right end, of Right at the I'm end, guessing. melts right in. Beautiful. Yeah. That was my only honorable. Cool. Do you have, do you Wait, have any? Uh, I'll mention one uh, chicken noodle soup. Boom.
0: So, uh, chicken noodle soup with the soda on the side. <laughs> so, that's kind of the same uh, note that you made earlier about the pasta. Do not <laughs> yeah. put the noodles until the end. Uh, and for chicken noodle soup, this is a real dealer's choice. You could basically do the chicken pot pie. Recipe if you like, and then just throw noodles in if you like it really thick, or you you know go much lighter and just use like a chicken stock rather than those cream of celery and cream of uh, whatever mushroom or whatever the other one was. And same ingredients and bam chicken. Boom. soup
1: But that's that's delicious mm. in a slow cooker. That's a fun one to compare yeah. to. I'm gonna do that one too. All right, number three. All right, this is another New York Times recipe. I told you there's a lot of them. So it's it's similar to pulled chicken <laughs> that rag yeah fucking anyways
0: <laughs> to- fake food it's topical ooh, topical ooh, ooh. oh
1: fake stews
0: fake what stews. are we doing <laughs> damn it, like
1: fake it. Sto- i'll <laughs> cut everything else before fake stews <laughs> <laughs> uh anyways this one is very similar to the pulled chicken with um some small enough differences that vaults it very high for me so um, it's chipotle honey tacos and it's exactly what it sounds like. It's chicken and you get a can of, uh, chipotle peppers and it like, uh, get the kind that comes in adobo sauce. So like you, you pour all the peppers oh, out and you yeah. cut them up depending on how spicy you want it. You might want to de-seed it a little bit cause they can get hot. Um, you dice up the chipotle peppers, you throw them in there, you throw the adobo sauce in there as well. It's three tablespoons of honey. And then you just douse it in onion powder, (sighs) garlic, cumin, salt, and that's it. And like, that's, it's not going to be very saucy. It's like kind of dry. That's the idea. You want it to be a little drier for this one. You just throw it in there for, uh, I don't know. I think that's like another one you do for like four to six hours on low. And then when it's done, you top it with, uh, a can of black beans and some lime juice. Now, so that's good, right? What I'd really like about this dish is that there's like a there's a slow cooker adjacent portion to it. Have you ever made pickled onions before?
0: No, but I love pickled onions. I'm so excited by whatever okay. you're about to say. I
1: love pickled onions, like <clears throat> to the point where if there's pickled onions on something at a restaurant, like there's like I don't it'll sway me over something else because I just want to eat the pickled onions. You and I are completely aligned. I love on this. them so much. I love the color. I love how they taste. I love everything about it, and just assume yep. that they're hard to make. Guess what? They're so easy to make. So here's what you do. It's just.
0: Is there another recipe,
1: or is this included as a subset, it's a subset of, this, of recipe. this recipe? So it's it's like two. It's like a cup. I think it's two cups of vinegar. I use apple cider vinegar, and then it's like a half a cup of sugar. Like you could probably look up a number of recipes that would give you the right proportion. You just boil the vinegar on the stove and then you put the sugar in there and you mix it until it mixes evenly and you can't see the sugar anymore. So now you've got your sugar vinegar and while you're doing this, just dice up your onions into what, not dice, but like, you know, whatever, like just cut them twice so they're like slivers, you know, like on, like onion uh, arcs or whatever. you. I don't know what the shape is. Whatever you don't want them, them. You don't want them diced. You want them to be like spears, almost. And so then you have those in a jar, like you can use like a mason jar or just like a bowl that you can cover, and you just steep the onions in your now boiling vinegar. Cover it up, like cover the jar up or cover your bowl up, and toss it in the fridge overnight. The next morning there'll be this glorious purple pickled onion color, and you just drain the vinegar, and that's
0: it. So I so. Okay, so if I'm picturing this right, so I've got a mason jar, I have got onions, and I could theoretically just drop the onions in the mason jar and then pour over my solution because I'm not going to directly apply heat to the mixture while the onions are in it.
1: Yeah, well, like, you don't want to pull a jar out of the fridge and then do this. Like, you want a room temperature jar.
0: Yes, yeah, yeah. I don't want to smash the jar by changing the temperatures too quickly. I don't use... I don't but use glass. my only. My only. I guess my only question is though. At no point am I nope. cooking the, the onions. The onions are just going to be in the hot solution, and then they cool are
1: raw, raw red onions. Important to use red onions in a in whatever vessel mm-hmm. of you're choosing. You but then pour the hot vinegar over top of it, and you let them sit in that, and you cool it overnight. And it's incredible. It's like I didn't expect it to work, and then the next day it was like, oh my god, these are like restaurant quality and they're so fucking tasty during the day i'll just go into the fridge and eat them a little bit at a time i this, see this is this is both the
0: best and worst part of this is that i'll just but you eat make it- them. <clears throat> now that's bad because i'll smell oh, oh yeah it's well, good
1: because it's actually a very healthy it's a healthy snack but yeah i mean they're gonna they're, they're gonna stink but like the just do an entire onion and you'll have more onions than you could possibly mm. use on like however many tacos you get out of this dish so really like this slow cooker recipe is, like, really pickled onions and chipotle honey tacos. <laughs> and, <laughs> There's some chipotle, chipotle yeah. honey under the pickled Seriously. onions. Seriously, and then uh, what I do is I, I slice up some avocado coins, and then uh, I'll put sriracha on top. That's a fucking fantastic taco, it's really good for it's really good mm. for lunches. So, there you go. Wow, beautiful. Um, all
0: right, my last one. Yeah, this is another spend with pennies recipe. Corn chowder, maybe. Rip a little corn chowder in the old slow cooker. I haven't made this one in a quite some time. I had a hell of a chowder. (laughs) So Caroline and I were just up in Maine for our honeymoon. And I told her I was running for president on the platform that we need to have more seafood with breakfast. Uh-huh. I don't think enough breakfasts incorporate seafood. Almost none. So I'll be running for president. Apart from lots. Yeah, I'll be running for president in 2024, 2028, and I haven't decided yet um, on that exact platform. But on that topic, the chowders are just wonderful, and corn chowder is among my favorites, and it works very nicely in uh, the slow cooker. So this particular recipe calls for Kind of the the usual suspects, carrots, onion, potatoes. Uh, It calls for both like sweet corn niblets out of a can and also creamed Mm. corn, uh, which is important because those two play very different roles. Oh, yeah. Um, And then chicken broth. It calls for bacon. You could also use pancetta if you like some uh, thyme, parsley, garlic powder. Uh, this one calls for evaporated milk, but my suspicion is that you could use some sort of cream base rather than the evaporated milk and the chicken broth. That would be a little bit of experimentation with the mix to make sure you get it the right consistency, but you could do that instead if you don't like screwing with the milk in the slow cooker. And, um, that's it. Like, (laughs) that's it. Um yeah so this one so this one calls for okay this is interesting this is this is the part i was missing so the, the milk goes in um minute. um so but i but i suspect you could do yeah. this same recipe with the if you use the cream of whatever base and they wouldn't have to do it this at the end
1: but this is wunderbar so what's the seafood component
0: oh that was just a, a segue oh, okay. i wouldn't do any seafood with this um unless you just wanted to pop something on at the yeah, end okay. but i was at, i had a lobster corn chowder the other day and that's what reminded me of how much i love corn chowder oh, I, love a, I love a good um,
1: bisque.
0: yeah me too I, the seafoods just generally don't work in the crock pot was very well say, They're I, Typically, I was, too delicate. I was excited
1: to hear what you were going to suggest No, too
0: delicate. But, man, you'd probably have to do it with the lobster shell on. (laughs) Just put the whole lobster (laughs) in there. Oh, my God. Um, But corn chowder in the slow cooker is just magnificent. Mm. And I'm sure there's other good recipes. It's so simple and so delicious.
1: I'm going to cook that one specifically. I can't wait to do that. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Take us to number one, well, baby. I, I think i got to know yeah, what number yeah, one is. I, well, I just remembered actually an honorable that I'm going to interject here very briefly because it's really good. And this one is not a New York Times one, so you can just Google it. It's a website called Well Plated by Aaron. Not our Aaron. Different. Different Aaron. Aaron. And it's Overnight Slow Cooker Steel Cut steel cut Oats, a.k.a. I saw this in my Googles. Have you made yeah, this? Yeah, I remember we had it at uh, this year's movie weekend for breakfast. Did you do that in the slow cooker? I did.
0: I, so I knew it was overnight, but I don't think I knew that it was a yep. slow cooker. Yeah, wow. here, I'll read it
1: real quick. It's uh, blah, blah. You want to have some, like, bananas and stuff on the side for topping. But what goes into the slow cooker is... Please hold. Oh, yeah. Use a nonstick spray because this one gets kind of sticky. <laughs> That's important. All right. Where the hell are the ingredients? Don't you love how every recipe has, like, a four-page, like... A, yes. Yeah. Story. One and a half cups steel-cut oats. Do not substitute quick cooking instant or rolled oats. Four cups of water, two cups of milk. Oh, you put bananas in it. Sorry. Two large mashed ripe bananas, three tablespoons flaxseed meal, two tablespoons pure vanilla extract, one and one half teaspoons ground cinnamon, one half teaspoon uh, nutmeg. That's it. And you serve it with more bananas and toasted walnuts. That's it. It's so good, and I
0: bet you could have fun with the. Uh, I bet you could have fun with the vanilla component because there's some other good extracts. Like I've got one that we use sometimes, like pumpkin pie extract, which I'm sure is just like vanilla with some cinnamon in it. But Ugh. I bet you could play around with that piece to flavor. It how yeah. you like
1: so. Um, that's the the scenario I cooked it is. It's like it's absolutely. If you have people over and you don't think you're gonna have time in the morning to like make everybody pancakes or eggs, just throw oatmeal in the crock pie. And yeah, it's like a really easy meal that most people will enjoy. Anyways,
0: and I can attest to the wonders of that dish. I just didn't realize it was made in the slow yeah. cooker. That was delightful. Yeah, I like that one.
1: All right, so number 1, everyone knows uh we're talking about chili. It's it's literally why the slow cooker was invented and I it's number 1 for me because it's like chili is my actual number 1 favorite thing in the world to cook, especially because I have a self-imposed restriction of not cooking it between Memorial Day and Labor Day. So it's only in the winter or in the fall, and absence uh, truly makes my heart fonder of this dish. I've already cooked it a couple of times this year. And what I think is so special about it, obviously, is that like everyone has their own way of cooking chili. Yeah. But I have my specific way, which I will share with you if you're interested in replicating my specific mix. I'm interested, but
0: I I just want to say I think the interesting thing about chili is that the slow cooker is not the only or necessarily the best way to make it, though I think it probably is the best way. But I'm, but the point is that piece of it is important but not crucial. The thing that makes the slow cooker the perfect way to make chili is the inviting aroma throughout the day. There's no food with a with the possible exception of like a good you know red sauce that is more just that little aroma that gets me floating off the ground with the smell curling into my nose like a cartoon then chili and in the slow cooker you smell it
1: all day or like yeah like it slowly builds for, to the point where you don't realize you've been smelling it for a few hours yeah. or even better is when you throw it in in the morning and you know you're coming back to it after work and you're excited to open the door and you get in and boom it hits you in the face so you can't wait to eat it and it's already hot you don't even have to work you just eat it mm. Oh on a cold like fall night in october there's nothing better than that so my 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 chili recipe i i do i switched i tried turkey a while back and i haven't gone back i make all my chili with ground turkey now it it keeps better that way i find that like it doesn't grease up as much over a couple of days which i enjoy i throw in a big yellow onion two to three jalapenos more if i'm cooking it just for myself a can of tomato sauce a big can diced tomatoes a can of chili beans and then i just load it with chili powder cumin cayenne and brown sugar and then salt and pepper that's it that's the whole thing and then when it's done you uh you cook you throw a little bit of cheese on top and then you have to eat it with oyster crackers if you're me and that's it that's the best thing i cook and i fucking love it it's unbeatable it's unbeatable and there's so many different things you
0: can do with it hot hearty you can make it sweet i like it with um cinnamon and nutmeg a lot of times i put in there i'm trying a recipe Mm. once that was i made it was awful but i don't think it was the recipe's fault i think it was my fault with like actual coffee in it like there's just Hmm. you, you there's so many flavors that you can choose they're all wonderful they're all pretty easy
1: and the slow cooker is the perfect way to make them all we had uh my old job we used to have a chili cook-off every year in october and like there were like 12 different chilies and they all tasted different and they all tasted incredible that's what i love about chili so much is there's any everyone has their own way to make it did i ever tell Um, you that i did that
0: at my work and i spilled the chili all over myself (laughs) not it wasn't a kevin it it? wasn't a kevin it was like the top wasn't on right and i got it on my shirt and i Oh. I was feeling a little insecure about having even made the chili because I was like new to the job and the, all the people who made it were older and I, I was feeling awkward about it anyway. And Sure. It was tough. It was a tough day. And my chili got blown out of the water. It was super greasy. I don't know what I did. I was like, I had the jitters. just didn't, I didn't have my A game. It was rough. Rough day. Good for you. Good for you for trying. I was, I'm proud there. of
1: myself for trying, but the attempt was pretty lame. My first. My, the first chili I ever made was to to make an entry into our chili cook-off. Wow. And I, will say, I will say that nothing – well, I, I tested it out a few times. But, like, um, I will say, like, since then, my chili recipe has not really changed, like, at all. Like, I, that's pretty much how it's I like that. It's sort of like – it's like a religious
0: thing. You just kind of – you find the one that works for you, and you know there's others out there, but you like the one you
1: got. I sure do. So that's it. Uh, I really enjoyed doing that, especially because like I got to share something of mine, and I got to hear a lot of yours. This whole joint list thing, I think, is a great idea when it comes to f- cooking food. Yeah, this was just another delight, and I'm hungry. I'm really, really hungry, and I'm as soon as we're done here, I'm gonna go eat some crockpot meatballs. <sighs>
0: that sounds nice. I'm gonna go get a bunch of grapes, but still, still, yep, almost the same yeah, thing. Very close. I don't
1: think we need to reorder no. because. This is kind of loosely structured anyways. But I think it would be a good idea to recap. Yeah. Let's alternate.
0: Okay. Oh, boy. That's confusing. Uh, chicken Catch Story. <laughs> Ten. Number nine. butter chicken. Number eight. Chicken Pop pa. Number 7 crockpot Meatballs. Number six. pulled chicken. Number five. Pulled pork. Number four. Beef stew with the worst
1: beef you got. Yeah. <laughs> stew with the worst <laughs> stew beef you have. <laughs> <laughs> uh, number three. Um pickled onions and also if you have time chipotle honey tacos uh number two corn chowder hold the seafood and of course number one chili however you see fit
0: yeah yeah veggie chili chili con carne green white red whatever Ah, god
1: just do some kind of chili this week preferably yeah
0: now's the time it's the time baby unless you're in the southern hemisphere and if you are please write to us that's really cool (laughs) we didn't know you were listening to our podcast it's nice to have <laughs> yeah, you yeah it's unbelievable yeah, it's literally literally unbelievable you are definitely <laughs> a person living in delaware with a vpn because your company is in australia yeah. <laughs> um but thank you call us anyways yeah. Uh,
1: um yeah all right let's do some closing thoughts yeah here's where i thank kevin mclown for our stanky stanky non-top three and intro music it's stankalicious very um I also thank my sister Erin for her artwork. And this is usually where I say to go to Sant Design on Instagram. I will say, I will reiterate that emphasis today because Erin right now is in the midst of an incredible Instagram project where she read 30 short stories and then she created a piece of graphic artwork like inspired by that story. And so each day she's posting a new one. And it's like, the coolest project of all time and it's introducing me to a bunch of short stories that i didn't know about and spoiler alert we're gonna do a talk. yeah we have to have her
0: on she's she's too cool to not have on uh
1: more often so if you don't follow aaron at sant design already like now is absolutely the time to do that yeah
0: uh and uh special thanks first time ever i'm thanking my wife <laughs> uh, wife of the pod caroline our instagram uh guru for wonderful stylings on the insta um excuse me god hiccups all of a sudden that i, I don't know if that's ever happened to me on the podcast um Gesundheit. yeah that's gross sorry people um yeah, nice. Yeah. Uh, our Instagram at top10km, 10, uh, 10 is spelled out T-E-N. You can check out some further social media stylings on our Facebook. Also, uh, top10 with Kyle and Mike. And if you want to shoot us an email, tell us how we failed, succeeded. You want to send us some receipts or you want to send us photos of you or videos of you eating food. That sounds great. Uh,
1: Show us your recipes. Yeah,
0: especially the recipes. Skip the videos of you eating, but send the recipes. Uh, That's top10km at gmail.com with a 10s out, also T-E-N. And finally, before we go, I'm sure you're listening to us on some sort of listening app, but if you're looking for another one, another one, you can check us out on the Apple Podcast app, Stitcher, Spotify, Podbean, pretty much wherever podcasts can be found. So, Chef Kyle, that's what I have to say thank you chef michael anyone can
1: cook that was fun anyone can cook even a rat all right (laughs) we're watching pixar movies all right thank you michael that was fun
0: all right peace